Hey everyone, welcome to Together Church's online campus experience. I am so excited that you're joining us this week. I have just an incredible message that I want to share with you. And this actually comes out of a book I just finished reading from Chris Hodges called uh, Out of the Cave. And it's a book uh, that, that's primarily about depression. But, but when I read chapter 12 here, um, it, it really spoke to me. And I think this is this obviously helps with depression, but this really helps with the way we see ourselves, uh, the way we, we interact with other people, and, and the way that we can strengthen ourselves and have the right image of who God has called us to be. So if you check out Out of the Cave by Chris Hodges, a lot of these notes, a lot of these points, a lot of these things being said will come out of chapter 12. And uh, so I, I'm excited to share this with you today. The chapter starts off with a story of a, a lady named Marina Chapman. And the story is that uh, right before her fifth birthday, she was actually uh, abducted. And uh, they put a hood over her, drugged her, and, and took her. And when she came to, she was in the jungle of Colombia. And uh, she come to, and, and what was done to her was, was unspeakable and um, despicable. And, and she was left out there for dead. And she come to herself, and she wiggled out of the ropes that her, had her tied. She wiggled out of... The, the hood that, that, that was on her head, and she found herself alone in a jungle. And the second, the first night was there, and uh, she, was, she was terrified. The noises that you can imagine that's in the jungle uh, of Colombia and, and what she saw and the noises just terrified her, but she, she thought someone was coming to save her. And on the third day, something incredible happened to Marina in this moment. Uh, there was a pack of small monkeys, capuchins, which are the little black with the white face and white body. You've probably seen them at the zoo. They see her and they find her. And at first, they're 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 curious, but they get very hostile. They run at her and they hit her and they 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 they, they kind of mess with her to see if she was a threat. And then they see that she's not a threat, and uh, she notices that they've actually left her some food while they were out looking for it they left her some food and um you know it kind of reminds me of the story there of of elijah with the ravens right when the ravens would come and and feed him bread and and supply when he was going through his depression and then the next day the monkeys came back and uh they they left her more food and, and this time she she got the idea that she's probably safer around these monkeys than if she was just to stay in this spot by herself waiting for someone to to come and save her so uh, she went she followed them and she uh, learned how to find water uh, learned how to pick out ripe fruit how to find seeds and berries and all these other things and then days turned to weeks weeks turned to months months turned to years and for more than five years Marina Chapman lived with these monkeys. She could climb trees. She could keep up with them. This was her family. This was her identity now. She had a new, a new family. 
And so now, now fast forward, like I said, f- five years into this now, and Marina is at the top of this tree, uh, tree branches, and she's looking around. And she looks and she sees something on the ground. And she scurries down to pick it up. And, and she picks it up and she sees these eyes looking at her. So she throws it down and she runs back. And then she's sitting there watching it. She notices that it's not moving. So she goes back down there picks this object up and notices that it's her. She found a mirror and she's looking at it and she notices that she's different than the monkeys, that she doesn't look like those monkeys anymore. And uh, for the first time in five years, Marina saw another person, herself. And, and, and what's realizing is she starts, what's interesting is she starts to realize that she doesn't look like the monkeys. Uh, she thought that, well, I'm, I'm not a monkey. I'm not what they are. Uh, I was not made to be who they are. Uh, I don't know who I am at this point, but I do know that, that I'm not a monkey. And I got this, uh, this glimpse of who I am and what I'm not. And one glimpse of the truth can change the life. One glimpse of the truth can change your life. And and she accepted this for herself. And the, the mirror revealed to her who she was supposed to be. The mirror also showed her who she wasn't supposed to be. And she returned to the monkeys, but now she's different. Now she's uncomfortable. Now she's returned with an awareness that she was made for more. And what's so neat is, uh, at the time this this book was written, uh, Marina is in her 60s, and now she lives in England, uh, and she loves playing with her grandchildren. And you could probably guess her favorite thing to do with her grandbabies, climb trees. And you can read all of this, this story in a book that she wrote. It's called The Girl with No Name. And uh, it says that some hunters actually eventually found her and they tried to actually trade her for a parrot uh, to a brothel. And she figured out what was going on and, and she ran and she, she, she did what she could to survive. And, and, and now she's, she's living, living a different life. And... Um, so I think this this story alone has a lot for us to talk about today, right? But 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 uh, we're going to go a little bit deeper into looking into the mirrors around us and seeing our true identity. And the way this is going to happen is that when we get close to God in prayer and we look into His Word, then we get the true image of God. When we get the true image of God, that allows for us to see our true identity. It's a picture of who God wants us to be. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18 says, And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Now, we have a veil, uh, 
or, or we have these things that prevent us from seeing clearly. But when we see a glimpse of God around us, it, it kind of challenges us in who we are, right? When we see uh, maybe someone around us who is living the life that we are meant to live, right? Uh, 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 they have the prayer life that God wants for us. They have the, the joy that, that God wants for us. It makes us uneasy, right? It's like when she picked up that mirror and she saw herself for the first time. She got uneasy of where she was and what she was doing. And, and that's why God sometimes surrounds us with people that's, that, 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 that uh, he wants to use to stretch us, to get us out of this jungle that we've been living in. And the closer we get to God, the more we are changed into his image and the essence of who we were created to be. We are taught to do what everyone else does, right? To have the same self-defeating behaviors, to live a life of self-exaltation, self-gratification. But we are meant to live for more. And when we settle for this jungle lifestyle, right? Self-gratification, self-exaltation, these self-defeating behaviors. When we live this jungle lifestyle, we let our friends tell us who we are. We let society tell us uh, what beauty is. And we let others tell us what it is to love. And just like Marina had this monkey see, monkey do life, that's what we, we allow for ourselves. Like, like this monkey see, monkey do. What, 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 what's happening in culture, we do. What happens in media, we do. What's trending on Facebook, we do, right? You know what I'm talking about? The monkey see, monkey do. But, but we, as God's children, are meant for more. You can be watching this today and you don't know Jesus Christ. You don't know anything about the gospel and living a Christian life. I want you to know today, you and where you're at right now, you are meant for more. And it seems like we just accept the world and we accept this jungle lifestyle without even thinking about what it's doing to us or thinking about what our future is like. We just hold on to this lifestyle and we hope that because we stay this way, people will accept us. We feel if we stay this way because people accept us, then we can accept ourselves. But it doesn't have to be this way. We don't have to allow our emotions to dictate what we believe about ourselves, right? The, the, the emotions that we have, we allow to dictate what we believe about ourselves, and then we act accordingly to that, right? Like, like we believe, like, like we just, uh, we believe we're not good enough. We don't feel like we can go and tackle this big thing in front of us. So, so we let that emotion of fear keep us from trying, right? We act according to those emotions. And many of us have been living by a narrative that has been building since our childhood. And it was built from the life circumstances that we've gone through and by what others have said and what they believed about us. And then we live according to those. Okay, so what I'm saying is, what, what, we, what we do is, is, is the way that our parents treated us, the way people around us has treated us, 
right? We, we, we let that, like let, that has been building, that has been creating a narrative for us, but then you tie on uh, what friends think about us and how friends have treat, treated us and people who have heard us. We, we, we pile all of this stuff on and it's like we can't be who God has created us to be because we let our circumstances of our childhood or we let the, the, the pressure of what we've gone through dictate who we are. And the best thing for us to do is to stop looking in those mirrors. Stop looking at the wrong mirrors, right? Marina caught a glimpse of the right mirror. For five years, she believed she was a monkey. For five years, she believed that she belonged in a jungle until she saw the right mirror. The mirror that showed that she's not what she's been living. I think for too long, you and I have been gazing in the wrong mirrors. We've been handed mirrors and we held on to those mirrors and we believed what we saw in those mirrors, but we've got to put these mirrors down and we got to understand that God has the right mirrors for our lives. And we got to, yeah, you know, like um, mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all, right? We see the story of Snow White, how, how this lady wanted validation from her magical mirror. And we laugh about it, but, but I think that a lot of times you and I hold our mirrors up and we want the same validation. We want someone to look at us and say how great we are. We want someone to go, oh, look at you, honey. Look at what you're, you're just so perfect today. Like we need validation, but much like this, this, this character, looking for love at all the wrong places. Looking for validation from all the wrong people. To see ourselves clearly as God has intended us to be, we got to step away from the wrong mirrors. I want to say that again. To see ourselves clearly as God has intended us to be, we have to step away from the wrong mirrors that are around us. What are those mirrors? I got three mirrors I want to talk about today, and I want to just walk, just walk through this with you, right? Let's do this together. Mirror one is mirrors of mistakes and wrong choices. Just say this with me right now, okay? I am not what I did. Did you say it with me? Let's try it again. Say it with me. I am not what I did. Listen, your identity is not based on what you did, right? Your identity is not based on actions. And you got to hear that. Many of us, and I say us because I know I've had a lot of bad decisions in my life, wrong choices, bad decisions, mistakes. And I can't look at myself and say, because I did this, that's who I am. Because that's not true. I can make mistakes, and those mistakes do not have to become my identity. And you could have made terrible mistakes in your life. But I could tell you today that God wants you to know that you are not those mistakes you made. And let's be honest, they probably weren't mistakes. They were just wrong choices, bad decisions. But those aren't who you are. God wants you to put that mirror down today and say, hey, listen, 
you messed up, you've done wrong, but that's not who you are. You're created for more. You're made for more. And that's not who you are today. So if you're looking, and maybe it's not even bad decisions of you, but other people's bad decisions have affected your life. And it's changed the way you look at yourself. That's not who you are. God has an identity for you. God has the true identity of who you are, and it has nothing to do with bad decisions, nothing to do with mistakes, nothing to, nothing to do with what has been done to you. God has that identity. So put down that mirror that tells you that you are what you've done today because it's not true. The second mirror is social pressure. Say this with me. I am not who they say I am. Say it again. I am not who they say I am. I refuse to allow people to define who I am. Okay? You've got to, say, you, you've got to believe that for yourself. That people don't get to dictate who I am. My identity only comes from the one who created me and the one who died for me. All right, listen, I want you to hear this. Uh, if you don't meet either one of these qualifications, if you didn't create me, and if you didn't die for me, I don't want to hear it, right? Come on, someone. We don't have to allow the pressure of the people around us to dictate who we are, that we could go to the one who created us and said, Father, who am I? Is the life I've been living the life that I was meant to, to live? We say, Jesus, is the life that I'm living the life that you died for, right? Until someone can love you enough to die for you, until someone can love you enough to, to create the heavens and the earth for you, you don't have to let that pressure in. And I know this is, this is, this is very difficult because we want to feel loved, accepted, and, and, and wanted, and welcomed. And the right people will always make you feel that way. But, but when we allow the views of other people to dictate who we are, it's dangerous. Because one day, they may not look at us like that. One day, they may not uh, believe those same things. And then our identity will completely be shattered because they don't see us as the, the, the loud one or the, the fun one or the funny one or the cute one. Like, like so when that changes, that, that, that dynamic with those people changes, it's going to shatter that mirror that we're holding up. And we were never created to hold that mirror to begin with. So you were not created to hold that mirror. Put it down. Don't let the influence of people around you control you. Because when it changes, you're the one that has to clean that mess up. You're the one that has to feel that depression. You're the one that has to feel that anxiety of not being loved or welcomed or accepted because their values changed. Their views of you changed. But God has a view of you that'll never change. That you're blessed, you're loved, you're cared for, you're healed, you're more than enough. So don't allow the social pressures around you dictate who you are and how you live. The third mirror tells us that we are inferior. 
that, that, that we are not enough. So I want you to say this with me. Say it loudly. I am enough. Come on, someone. Did you say it? I'm believing you said it, but let's say it again in case you didn't. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. I am enough. And this is the interesting mirror because this is the mirror that, that we hold up, that we can tr- control, that, that we have all the power because this is when it's in our mind, right? We control these. These are the things that torment us and that come from our own minds. And we set our own selves up to fail. That we don't feel like we are enough, so we don't want to try things. We don't. We, we feel like we're not enough, so so we take all of like every bit of, of braveness and, and and boldness out of us because we look in that mirror and say, "I can never do that. I can never be like them. I can never be brave. I can never be outgoing. I can never get that job." We look at this mirror and it tells us we are not enough. But 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 this. This is what leads to depression is when we don't believe in ourselves. We make this mirror. We hold this mirror up, right? And now this can come from social pressure. This can come from, uh, you know, the way you were raised or how you were treated as a child and, and this. But these, like, this is the one where we have to just go, I am enough. I don't have to hold this mirror. If no one else believes in me, I need to believe in myself today. So these were the three mirrors. The mirror of being inferior, right? The, the mirror uh, of social pressure and the mirror of, of bad choices and wrong decisions, mistakes. So those are the mirrors that tell us we're not enough, that we're not good enough, that we can never do this, that people will never love us if we don't act this way. It's, it's time that you and I look into the right mirrors and the right mirrors uh, to see ourselves accurately. We have to look into those right mirrors. We have to rely on God's truth. We have to rely on God's word. We have to rely on God's spirit to reveal to us who we really are. And that first mirror says, you are forgiven. You are forgiven. Accepting God's amazing grace shatters the false images of the distorted mirrors and allows the reality of God's love and mercy to open our eyes. I just want to say that again. Accepting God's amazing grace shatters the false images distorted Uh, by the distorted mirrors and allows the reality of God's love and mercy to open your eyes. So if we're going to hold the right mirrors, we we have to have the right image of God. You know, I kind of had this idea um, that that God was kind of uh, like a bad father, the father who was always ready to yell at his, his kid when he messed up, the father that, that if you didn't tow the line just right, that you're in trouble. And if you didn't walk right, talk right, talk right, like look right, do everything right, then you were going to be in trouble. But that's not God. I had a distorted image of God, which created me to have a distorted image of myself because if I felt like there was nothing I could do right to please God, 
that if I did the, the, the least thing wrong, that he was ready to throw me into the pits of hell, right? Like, 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 like because I had that, I had this fear about myself that I didn't even want to try, right? I didn't want to step out of my comfort zone for the fear of failing and making God angry. God's anger, right, caused me to fear him more than it did love him. And this is why it's so important that you and I have the right image of God. And I want to tell you, once again, you could be watching this and have no idea who Jesus Christ is, but I want you to know this one thing, that no matter who you are, where you are, what you've done, where you're at right now, God loves you. The Bible says you can make your bed in hell. David said that. David said, I can make my bed in hell and you are there. And I want you to know that no matter what you do, God loves you. No matter what you've done, God loves you. And that is the right image of God. And we have to have the heart that we just want to know God more. And to get the true picture of Him, which gives us the right picture of ourselves. When I believe that God loves me no matter what, then I can go and I can do what he's called me to do, knowing that he's not just waiting to cast me down, knowing that he's not just going to, to discipline me or yell at me, like, like he is going to go and encourage me in my journey, like a good father, right? Like a loving father, that no matter what you try, God is going to be with you to help you in that journey. And you need to accept that today. When we catch the glimpse of who we really are, it, it destroys those uh, distorted images of who we thought we were. That when I get that glimpse, when I get that glimpse, like Marina, when she picked up that mirror and saw who she was, it changed the way she interacted. And today, my heart, my goal, is that you catch a glimpse not just of who you're intended to be, but who God sees you as. And you'll get uncomfortable in that jungle you've been living in, right? And, and, and you need that same break from that wild jungle like she did. And you don't belong in that jungle. You don't belong there. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. That is my prayer. The new has come for you. And it's time to get out of that jungle. The second correct mirror, it tells us that you are healed. Now, this isn't just talking about sickness. This isn't just talking. This is talking about diseases, dis-ease, unsettled, anxious, afraid, that, that, that we have been living in this jungle of emotions, choices, self-image, all which was tainted by disease, dis-ease. And when you get out of that disease, when you start living in a true God-given identity, it requires healing 
in our soul. Today you are healed. And many times this 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 is a process and it doesn't open uh, excuse and many times this is a process and it doesn't happen overnight. Just because God hasn't removed it from your lives doesn't mean he's not in the midst with you, right? There's a story in the Bible about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and the king wanted to throw them in the fire, and they opened up the fire door to see if the boys were burned up. And, and, and the guy who opened the door said, hey, we threw three in there, now there's four. Right? Because God was in the midst of that fire with them. And where you are right now can be uncomfortable, can be difficult, can be confusing, but I want you to know you are not alone that God is in the midst with you right now and he is bringing healing in your soul, healing in your emotions, healing in the, what you are going through right now. And just because it's not happening overnight doesn't mean it's not happening. This could be a step-by-step, day-by-day type of healing in your life. And, and when we know that God loves us and he wants us to be healed, that he is walking us towards that healing. The third mirror says, you are called. Say this with me. God created me on purpose for a purpose. That's good. Let's say it again. God created me on purpose for a purpose. When we see God and how much he loves us, then we understand that that we are his handiwork. We, we are a work of art. I've been, I've been telling my wife that for a long time now. Baby, you got just a work of art as a husband. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, the bio. Okay. Ephesians 2, verse 10. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Listen, when God created the heavens and the earth, he was thinking about you. Before your mom and dad ever had the idea of having a sweet little baby, God had a plan and a purpose for your life. Can you imagine that? God is creating, you know, beautiful mountains and the beach and he's creating animals he's creating a place for us to dwell and he said one day one day my child is going to walk on this earth and i'm preparing all this for him and they are my pride and joy more than the beautiful nature around us god takes pride in the people he has created And that's you, and that's me. And today, God wants to give you a glimpse of who you really are and what you're uniquely designed to do. Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans of welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Today, you could be living in this jungle, a jungle of depression, anxiety, fear, worry, 
hurt. You've looked in the mirror that says that you're not enough. You've looked in the mirror that other people's created for you that makes you feel like you're not enough. You've seen the bad decisions and wrong choices of your life and you've allowed that to define you. But today, God has a future and a hope for you and the mirror that you need to see of yourself is that God loves you, that you were created for more. My prayer is that now that you've seen this mirror, that you don't go back to those distorted, false, lying mirrors that you've had in your life. Today, you're forgiven. You're called. You're healed. Matter of fact, why don't we change that? Why don't you say it with me? Why don't you say that I am forgiven? I am healed. I am called. I am healed. I am forgiven. I am called. I have a purpose. And I want to add to that also that, that not only are you healed, not only are you forgiven, not only are you called, but you are blessed. No matter where you're at right now, no matter what's going on in your life, God wants you to know that you're blessed. His favor is on you. And just because you're going through a hard time doesn't mean you're going to stay there. So I want to pray for you in this moment. Lord, we love you and we thank you, God, that, Lord, that we have this opportunity to look into the right mirror. God, that I am not what I've done. I am not what other people have done to me. I am not what other people think about me. And God, I am more than enough. And Lord, it feels like I've been through a jungle. It feels like that my life has been turned upside down and I don't know what to do. But God, today you've given me the right mirror. The right mirror is being held by a loving Father. And that mirror not only reflects who I am, but reflects who God is. So today, God, for whoever's watching this and they don't know who you are, God, I pray that they feel the love, the embrace of your Holy Spirit right now in this moment, God, that you shatter every delusional, distorted mirror that's in their way today, God, that they no longer have to look into those mirrors, but you have a, a, you have a, a mirror today that says they're forgiven, that they're healed, that they're called, and that you love them. Crazy. God, it's a crazy love that you have for us. So we need to embrace it today, God. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, listen, uh, thank you so much for watching and, and joining us for Together Church uh, online campus experience. Why don't you do us a favor? Why don't you help us by going to mytogetherchurch.com. Let us know where you're watching from. Let us know how we can pray for you. Let us know how these sermons have encouraged you. And uh, if you want to help support what we are doing here, if you consider Together Church, your, your, your home church, why don't you go and give? And you can go to mytogetherchurch.com. Go to the gift portal and you can give your tithes and offerings and helping what God is doing through Together Church. We love y'all so much. And listen, you don't have to have everything together because together we're gonna to make it work.
So I'm just not going to mention. Like last time, I think we did like porcupines or something. Yeah, just don't mention. Yeah, and then you can just pick one. You know, however you want to pick it. Did you edit her video yet? Okay, I'll forgive you. Um, oh, quick question. Um, if she wanted to do, oh my gosh, guys, leave me alone. Um, she wants to shoot a short promo for uh, her new classes that will be starting for birth families. Uh, we're needing volunteers and funds. I want to share on social media, send out the pastors, and hopefully even have pastors shared on their churches. So a short enough video that people will watch and hopefully share it. I want it really generic so we can just use it multiple times for when we have these classes again. Okay. Uh, so it's not going to be like... Super... Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you asking price? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, she wants to know what a price is. Uh, she lives in Molino. No, uh, Cantonment. Okay. Um, um, I'm assuming she wants to shoot at her house. No, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I, I might, I mean, we might, I could probably talk her into just meeting, being a short, she could just meet us here one day when we're filming. Okay. And then, you know, yeah. maybe if we do something in here, you know, with her standing yeah. up, maybe that could be a possibility to make it a little bit easier on everyone. Yeah. So I did your testimonial videos for like 400, right? I don't remember. Okay, text me a price, let me know, and then... Yeah, what is she wanting it, like? I don't know, price sooner than later, but... Um, maybe. Oh, yeah, I saw that, yeah. I actually had half a, like, thought that we could film outside. Yeah, but... He probably would have. Don't, don't pull it down there. Don't pull it down there. Oh, that's fine. We would have, but, like, by the time we're done, like, it's dark out now. Like, mm -hmm. we would have had to start, like, right at yeah. 6.30 to get it off. All right. <clears throat> All right. Starting in three, two. Hey everyone, welcome to, to It's because of the church now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was actually practicing that on the way here. Hey everyone, welcome to Together Church's online campus experience. We are so excited to have you with us today. Uh, before we get get into this video, happens every time. All right, three, two, one. 
Hey everyone, welcome to Together Church's online campus experience. I am so excited to have you with us today. Today, we're gonna to do something a little bit different. We are going to be doing a rewind, which means that we are gonna pull out of our archives a sermon that I've previously shared, and we're gonna share it again because we just believe that it's a blessing, uh, that, that, that the Lord used it so well uh, the first time that we wanna share it again with you. Before we do that, I wanna encourage you to go to mytogetherchurch.com. That is our website, and there's a couple of things you could do for us there. First, if you want to go and let us know where you're watching from, let us know how we can connect with you and how we can better build our online church with you. Second, you can go and you can give. If you consider Together Church your home church or uh, you just love what we're doing, you can go to mytogetherchurch.com and go to the Give portal to pay offerings, tithes, all that there to help support what God is doing here at Together Church. Listen, I love you, and I'm so glad that you're here, and I want you to enjoy this rewind of a previous message and let it bless your life again. 